Jesus praying for all the believers just before he was going to be taken and betrayed and crucified. His prayer is this. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one, just as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known you sent me, and I have declared to them your name, and I will declare it, that the love which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, that your love is in us. That you are in us. That you've made your home in us. Lord, that your prayer, Lord Jesus, has been answered. <coughs> and that, Father, we might go out and share your glory with many, many other people in these days. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Is this on Richard? This ticket? No, great. <coughs> So, in your quiet times, when you still access the peace of God that's in you, practice peace. Practice being at peace on purpose. We're not accidentally going to stumble on this. We're going to have to make decisions like John said last week we have to focus our attention, give our attention to these things, they've got to be important to us and when we give God our, our attention with intention then we're going to know something different happening with us, within us so that when things come to us Issues that need our attention, that we'd rather not have to deal with, we'll be able to look at them face on, confidently, with, with peace, no fear or anxiety, and look at the issues and the problems 
and untangle them for the want of a better word. And the power that they once had will begin to diminish because we can stand in peace. Did you manage to find that definition of shalom? Yeah, shame. We just have a new operating system for on the computer and it's all lots of stuff that we had saved. It's gone AWOL a little bit. But we, do you remember the definition of shalom that was put on the screen? About wholeness and health. And, but when I looked at that, I realised this was all looking at me. This was all about, not me particularly, Bill, okay? <laughs> But individually, it's about a state of being for us to be in. That God wants us to know. And when we know that being, know that peace, power, I've heard say, a place of peace is a place of power. Jesus never got flustered, you know. No one ever forced a decision out of his way to do it. He was just trying to keep the peace. around him and he was sitting there in the storm asleep when all the the, the religious tried to get that woman stoned he was right on the ground taking no notice focus not going to unsettle me and we've got to learn to be like that because then we'll see things clearly when these situations arise I, just, I want to reaffirm you're never and we will never find true lasting peace in the world it's finished with the world is not going to give you anything it's not going to make a demand of it later Okay. God's free gift to us is that strength attached? that's right it's not because you're good you got it it's not because you're bad you got it it's because he loves you you got it? In spite of your goodness or your badness, which is irrelevant to him anyway, he just loves us. That's so powerful, honestly. We hear it a lot, and it's so incredible, God's gift of love to us. And within that gift is peace. The fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness and self-control. All that fruit. I personally think that love is the fruit, like an orange, but the segments of all them make love. Peace, for instance, is love relaxed. I can't remember the other things I was thinking about, but I've got, we did it a long time ago in church. But love is the key, it's the master ingredient of who God is and how for us to operate. And if we're walking and living in this peace and these problems come around us, be it through situations or people, generally people who are close to us, who can get under your skin 
and sew things out now, they can press the button to tick, that really gets you grounded, because I know they've seen them done it many times before. But these are the things you just, when you look at people and, and talk to them peacefully, I'm telling you, that's when God is working. God works through peace. God ministers through peace, through you. You want God to move in a situation. It's never growling in there with everyone else growling. Because God can't get involved in that kind of carnal action. When we're sharing and we're genuinely caring about the person, genuinely caring in spite of the way they're talking to you and we're releasing peace, we're releasing God. Think about it. Take hold of the peace. Take hold. There's a word that's taking hold uh, to receive from God, to take hold of and bring it to yourself. Actively, on purpose, smile at someone, talk nicely to them, say some a couple of nice words, it's going to just go through the antagonism of the anger of the moment. Just speak something. Proverbs is a gentle answer in terms of our wrath. It works. Listen, I'm not saying we're all going to walk around in the clouds, fluffing or going on hunky dory yet. we will begin to be. In Matthew 5, there's the Beatitudes. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. But these are the attitudes. The Beatitudes are the attitudes to be in. That's why they're called the Beatitudes. It's an attitude to be in. Be a peacemaker. Be pure in heart. That's who, this is the way I am. Don't let get flustered, don't get angry, don't get sucked into the world's manipulation and control and fear tactics. And talking about sickness and the ownership of all the rubbish that goes on in the world. Steer away. Back off. Be conscious, aware. I want to know peace in this situation. And you know the hardest people to do this with is the people who you've been wrong with. <laughs> they know you because you're wrong. You, you know, they know you through and through. They know how bad you've been. Oh, I can always count on. I always count on Sid. He'll always get me some money here or some money there. Or, you know, I can go and get Sid. He'll get the dope when they're in them. It's the kind of thing. You know what I mean? Before I was a Christian, this is the way to wind Sid up. 
and we have to just back off. And this is a process of 20 years as Christian plus. Some of you are still young in the family. You're hearing good stuff. Because the practical stuff I was sharing here at the church, it took a long time for this to come in. Normal church, is that right, Stuart? We just got information. It did a job. I know a fair bit about the Old Testament, and it's good and it's helpful, but there's not necessarily any practical application going on. And yet God's word is full of wisdom. And wisdom, in its definition, is practical application. It's knowledge applied into daily life. That's why the Bible in Proverbs and Psalms is so good because these are pertinent situations that we're going to come into in our life and choices that we're going to have to make. And he's saying, well, if this happens, that's a good thing to do. If this coming up, the best way to deal with the people who do that is like this. The whole of the Old Testament, really important this is, is lots of instruction. It's a pathway to love. A pathway to love. What the law? Yeah. But the interpretation of that law determines how we go forward. If people taking the law use that to control and manipulate, then the law has been wrongly delivered. But the law, mixed and delivered with love, brings grace. That's why Jesus brought a new commandment. Love one another. Love. When we're, when we're loving, we're living in God. When we bring love into a situation, we're bringing God into the situation. And that same way it works is regards peace and compassion. And all the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. The whole of the, the Old Testament is there designed to teach us, instruct us on how to love. How to have a relationship correctly. How to hold relationships. How to know a friend. How to be a friend. How to value a friend. And the, the people who were doing it were hooligans. Jesus was so mad at the, the religious people of the day. They're the ones he was mad at and angry at. Not the people, not the sinners, not the prostitutes. The religious <laughs> But God saw the problem. He saw the world. I've given this book of instruction and men are coming up and misinterpreting it. They're making, if you follow these rules of this book, you'll find your acceptance in God. Well, that's got nothing to do with the way God delivered that. So what happened was, God had to send someone to show us how to live how to really live the instruction that's in this book. 
God had to send someone to live out the way to love people according to the law of the Old Testament. And the word, <laughs> incredible, think of it, grab this. The word, not the word, but the word, the instruction, personified in his human being's body, a son was delivered into the world, full of grace and truth, who walked and loved and cared and loved people like God loved people, was showing them, and the, the religious people were mad. It just showing them up for how bad they were, how awful they were, how controlling and selfish and wicked, and how great they thought themselves. But Jesus looked to us. Great enough has no man than to lay down his life. And that's something that God's saying, are you prepared to do that? In whatever form the interpretation of that comes to you, are you prepared to do that? To lay down your life for your friend? What does that mean, Sid? Put them first in things? Help them to get the things they want and with all the things that you want? Give them something that you wanted yourself. Greater love is no man than to lay down his life, to sacrifice ourselves. And it's in whatever way God the Holy Spirit is teaching you and showing you what to do. And it's different for all of us. To the man who valued his riches and thought he was the man, Jesus said, give away all your goods, sell everything you've got and follow me. Because his heart was with who he was and what he's got. God sees our heart right to the core of our being. He sees where our problem is. How can you run with it, kiddo? We're loved. He wants us to be free from the things that work in us. The guile. The hidden agendas that's, that are around. The fears that are in us. That we're scared of. God says straight into them and says, Do this, do that, do the other. And you'll come through this. That's why when you're hearing the minister from the front here, or you're listening to a CD or watching a DVD or seeing something and something comes that you think, oh, I don't like that very much. It's a bit offensive to me. It's kind of really got in there. I'd rather not face that right now. God comes and opens up something for us so that we see our pain, we see our pretense of not wanting to be there and says face this head on and I'll free you from it face this head on and I'll free you from it the thing that has the greatest power to offend us 
when face on with God has the greatest power to liberate us like nothing else. God's involved. It's interesting why we're breathing, what we're breathing about. He's excited for us. If we, if we could see what he could see in us, then we'd be running, running, running to throw away a castle and stuff off. <coughs> he will keep him in perfect peace. Perfect peace, peace, peace. Perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on him. Not whose mind's looking out trying to please Jack, Alan and Frank. Not whose mind's face into the statements that come through monthly from Barclays. Not in the prescriptions that have to be going and the pills that have to be taken, but whose mind is stayed on him and trusts him. Then slowly that transformation starts beginning to change. And we get to understand peace and no peace. We get to be able to hear his voice when he whispers, don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. That person's not the right person for you. For all the reasons, they look nice. It looks nice. I'm not saying, don't go there. Trust him. In his judgment, Give God your opinion and listen to his opinion and take it on board because he knows us through and through. You know, I know that, and I, I'm, I'm sitting where you are in this life. I know that God's wisdom is absolutely perfect. If we saw it, it's a white light that's absolutely pure, perfect light. And the wisdom I'm speaking to you, that's from the word, is that. Now we're all sitting here in our experience of the day or the week. In our experience and understanding of where we are in Jesus, and we're pulling down the parts from what I'm talking to you about to, 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 to help us to try and um, understand and perceive what I'm saying. But every single one of us is different. And what's coming down from a white light is a prism of colours as it the knowledge of the truth is touching you in your heart to the areas that you can receive. We're all missing something. Because we're all growing. We're all coming through a 
a journey called life. We're all hungry to receive, but there's also worries and problems and questions that are all in you. And we're all doing a bit of deciphering because the truth is the truth. You shall know the truth. In fact, the proof of this, the proof of the truth is this. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So God's design is that we hear the truth, we take it for what it is, and if it's the truth that we know, and it, it will liberate us, it will free us. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. And we all live to so many people's expectations. We're all doing it. We're all living to other people's expectations of us. And yet, really, the only one whose expectation is worth the papers written on that hasn't any hidden agendas, that has no strings attached to it, it's God. Husbands, God loves you more than your wives do. Wives, God loves you more than your husbands do. God loves you more than anyone else could ever love you. God knows I love God more than her. I know God loves God more than me. It has to be that way. Because God is love. And I can't truly love anybody without Him. Or just emotional up and down stuff. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But picking the kettle off the spatter. That's the kind of dictation of the world stuff. And there are some lovely people in the world who, you know, put me to shame. They're not Christians. Maybe that's why I need Jesus. I never even got to these really. <clears throat> Just talking about the law. Richard, Psalm 119, 165, please. We're talking again, Jesus coming and becoming the Word made flesh. The law is still God's Word. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Great peace have they which love the law, and nothing shall offend them. Thou art our good. <clears throat> Great peace which those that love the instruction, the law, the Old Testament is the pathway to love. Remember, we're not against the law here. There's nothing wrong with the law. But 
peace has come along. Great peace have those who, who, who love the law, who value it, who want to follow God. Uh, the New King James Version says, and nothing causes them to stumble. And nothing causes them to stumble. This is the Old Testament law, the, the thing that. See, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Nothing's changed. He's always been a God full of grace and truth, full of God, full of love and to love us. But it's religion is really, really um, threw it out there and changed all of things. This lots of all. Listen to this scripture. For he himself, Jesus, for he himself is our peace. He, he is our peace. Romans 5.1 We have been justified by faith through peace because of Jesus. Romans 5.1 Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. If we've got the comfort of knowing Jesus as our Saviour, we've got peace with God. The exercise, do it, do it. Breathe in the promises of God for you. Be aware, on purpose, of peace in you, of God in you. Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And live in that peace. We're going to talk a little bit next week about being peacemakers, but how to behave in situations. It's really interesting, really interesting. Um, does anybody who hasn't received Jesus yet want to be assured and get born again right now haven't given Jesus a chance to want to receive Jesus and know their destination changes I can go and be forgiven forever Does anybody, do you know, it's not weak to come up here and be prayed for for anything. If you've got sickness, if you've got something that you'd like to pray for, the weak are staying sitting in the seat. The ones who want to see something done, say, yeah, please, I need some. Ministry and get up and come to Jesus and be prayed for. It's definitely done in God There's no secret agents in God. There's no there's no secret agents in the kingdom of God. We're not CIA. Okay. CIA Christians in action. Okay. Okay. That's just off the top of me, okay. <coughs> 
but we're there out there to be reckoned with. Just remind, I know, I know. Okay.